afternoon. How are you? As it is afternoon uh, here. Only just. Sun's just popped out. Nice. Hmm. What podcast number is this in? Seven. Right, seven. Great. Well, welcome to podcast number seven. I think our listeners are up to uh, double digits now per podcast. Fantastic. Yeah, great. Thanks for checking in with us. They are all your family, though, aren't they? Don't need to tell people that. Hi, Mum. Right, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, quick reminder, I've got six TV film trivia questions um, dotted throughout the podcast. Uh, you get the answers at the end, so you have to listen. Your curiosity killed the cat. Um, this week's deep dive is into The Joker, the yep. 2019 one. Uh, we both watched it a year ago-ish. I can't remember when, exactly. Whenever it came out in the cinema, anyway. Yeah, and it was the end of last year, yeah. And you watched it a couple of days ago. Yeah, I refreshed my memory. I haven't watched it again. (laughs) Great. Um, So uh, you won't be blessed with my uh, intimate insight. Oh, what a shame. To this film. So you'll have to get by on. Just me. Jenny's insight, yeah. Yeah, so, so if you want to switch off now, so, <laughs> I completely understand. Right, okay, <laughs> right, okay um, there, there's the introduction. Right, okay, well, what, let's just crack into the, the first one. What, what, no, two questions from me first, isn't it? Right, yeah, let's do that first. <laughs> do that first. Right. Okay, so you don't know these questions, do you? Unless you I haven't seen them, no. Unless you sneak to peek. As no, I wouldn't do that because... Okay, right, so yeah. question one is, in which year was Jaws released? Don't answer it. Okay, I think I've got an answer. Mm. Well, you probably have an answer. Yeah, I don't know if it's the right one. <laughs> okay. In which year was Jaws released? And question two, what was the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture Award at the Oscars? Oh. What was the first film, first animated film to be nominated for the Best Picture, for Best Picture Award at the Oscars? Right, then your first two questions. Answers at the end and another four to come through at... Right. Ordered a film that came out last year called Knives Out. And the only reason I ordered it was just because I saw a lot of people on Twitter when people were pitting films against one another. Knives Out came up as as a film that a load of people were saying, oh, this is one of the best films I saw last year. So I thought we should watch it. It's got a pretty good cast. It's got Daniel Craig um, with a strange Texan accent. Um, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis is another one. It's got Chris Evans. So quite big names in it. It's not the what's, kind of film I'd normally be drawn is to. It, is it crime? It's that, yeah, crime mystery. Who done it kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Daniel Craig plays a detective and um, a an, an old man dies and it's assumed to be a suicide, but someone um, anonymously hires Daniel Craig as a detective um, because someone obviously knows there's more to it. Um, and it, it was a good film. I, I enjoyed it, definitely. Glorified Agatha Christie? A little bit, yeah, I think so. It, it's got a lot of good names um, to it, definitely. It's it's not your traditional story. There are little twists that make it a little bit different to stuff you might have seen before. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying it was the best film from last year, but a lot of people liked it, so... So I thought we should watch it. What else have you watched? Honestly, nothing else. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I'm, pretty slim this week. I'm still doing Shit's Creek. I'm on the season three now. Oh, six, wow. There are six seasons. I'm getting close, oh, okay. to the, getting close to the point where it's... I'm thinking, ah, I don't want to 
am I going to replace this now? I need something to replace this for me lunchtime viewing. Uh, it's very good. I do like it. Um, is it getting better as you're going through it? Are you finding? Well, yeah, you, because you you find you, you can identify with more with, uh, more with the characters and so on. And I still can't get over the fact that the two guys, the two main guys, the father and son, are actually a father and son in real life, <laughs> and the writers of it. And I learned that yeah, the sister or daughter is one of the other characters in it as well. So oh, yeah, proper like, family business, yeah. yeah. Nepotism involved there, as well. <laughs> and yeah, so carrying on with white collar as well and I've watched Arsenal win three games as well so you know I think that'll be down as my one good because I've no idea what my one good is <laughs> that's my one good three Arsenal awesome games great on the telly three wins but you're not here for that no okay um, right so that's this week okay two more questions uh, rapid question three and four question three who were the two original judges on the Great British Bake Off nice easy one that. who were the two judges originally on Great British Bake Off. And question four, what was the name of the Adams family's long-haired cousin? And I, I picked that question because I'm beginning to look like him. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. What was the name of the Adams family's long-haired cousin? Right, okay, there's those two, that's question three and four. Questions five and six to come later and the answers at the end. Right, okay, um, I see you there with your double-sided printout of all your notes on, so don't think this isn't prepared, folks, I mean... I have uh, to have notes. A lot of work went into this. Um, obviously, I'm sitting here with a blank sheet of paper in front of me, um, because I couldn't be bothered to um, look up anything on Look, I, I put in the work and you bring the charisma and charm. That's how this works. Oh dear, right. Someone should have told me. <laughs> Would you have turned on the charm by now? Well, I don't Seven podcasts in. I'd have at least gone looking for it. Oh, okay. Well, now you know. Okay, so Joker, deep dive, why? Because it is a great film, uh, firstly, and it's an interesting film because it's the background of the Joker, and obviously there's a lot of people who have seen the Batman films and have grown up with it, and I was never one of those people that was into the comic books and things like that, but I just, I just like this film because it was different, and I like that. You know, and people have, have people have always thought about who played the best version of the Joker, um, and it's not really a it's not really a, a discussion I'd get into because the only Joker I've ever seen, sorry to offend people, was Heath Ledger before this one. Well, people tend to go with the first Joker they saw, really, and for me it was Jack Nicholson, and mm. um, he terrified me as the Joker, um, <laughs> which is you know pretty yeah. impressive, and that's the Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, I think I need to go back and watch more, but yeah, I, I really like this film. I like that it's it's the backstory of how the Joker came to be, so I think that's an interesting spin. And it's quite dark. Oh, it is, yes, definitely. I read a, uh, I did read a New York Times review, and mm. he slated it. He slated the film as saying pretty much the plot points are all good, the acting was good, but what was the point of it? I have seen criticisms of it, which I'll get into later, and I don't want, but I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it because it is still, I feel, a fairly recent film. Um, I must admit, having watched it in the cinema when it came out first, I certainly wouldn't have anticipated too too much of. I, I think it was critically well received, wasn't it? And yeah, certainly definitely. Very, certainly very popular in the, in the box office. Yeah, I think the second time viewing it, because I knew what was happening and what was what was going to happen, 
I think it raised more questions for me, but it did not affect the fact that as a film, a standalone film, it is great. I think it's more the people who know a lot about the Batman and Joker relationship have looked at it and maybe questioned what kind of message is it trying to give? What kind of answers are we supposed to be given? And some people have said like, well, don't look to the film for answers to your questions. Look at it as an interpretation, which is exactly what it is. Okay, and to direct it by Todd Phillips? Yes, so he... Why would I know him? Um, he produced the Hangover trilogy. Oh right, so equally um, dark and <laughs> yeah. graphic and gruesome. Yeah. Okay. The, the first one was brilliant. Oh, I love the Hangover. Yeah, I th- I I like the overall trilogy. What else has he done? Um, he did a Star Is Born, um, the one with oh, that yeah. We haven't seen it, What's but Bradley Cooper, oh, Lady right, Gaga. He's, so he's he's Hangover as well, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes. So no, this isn't a standard Todd Phillips film, um, and in my research for this, um, he'd actually declined directing any sort of comic-based films because they just didn't interest him, but when it came to this film with the Joker, he liked the idea that it had more creative freedom because it was about the Joker before he became the Joker, um, and he wanted to create something more grounded and more real. Who, who, who wrote it? Who wrote the screenplay, do you know? I actually don't know that. Okay, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? No. Okay, so not that much research. Okay, sorry. I look at the director, so I look at the actors. He's saying you create freedom with it, but he's working off a script, so I'm curious. Maybe he co-wrote the... I think... You fr- keep talking. From my know. research, you Google it. I think he might have done, because I read as well that um, Joaquin Phoenix, who plays Joker in the film, um, he had to lose a lot of weight for the role, and Todd Phillips was very concerned that they weren't going to be able to do reshoots. So... The actors had to learn the script. They were given the lines pretty much while they were in makeup. They'd learn the lines and they'd shoot the scene in the day because Joaquin Phoenix lost £52 for the role. Can I just say that um, um, Bradley, Bradley Cooper just mentioned in the hangout yeah. he, he, he produced, he co produced the Joker as well. With Scorsese, I think Scorsese the was also. was written by Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. Scott Silver, I did read his name, I just didn't write it down, so yes, so, I did. So he had, quite a big hand in it Todd Phillips then yeah Scorsese was the other co-producer um, because they ini- initially wanted Leonardo DiCaprio for the role because he'd worked with Scorsese before it says here that it's Todd Phillips Bradley Cooper Emma Tillinger Koskoff <laughs> no I don't they're the producers okay I can't see Scorsese anywhere well Scorsese is a co-producer because that's why initially Leonardo DiCaprio was considered for the role because he's worked with Scorsese before, but I got it. I mean, I got it off a different site. I don't think I got it off Wikipedia. Okay, it's written by Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. Yeah, um, but Todd Phillips said that when he had the opportunity to make this film, the only person he considered for the role was Joaquin Phoenix, who had actually expressed a desire in about 2015 to work on a low-budget character study of a comic a comic book villain. But he kind of assumed it wouldn't be the Joker. Um, because he thought the Joker had been done. We've seen interpretations of the Joker, and you like, so you've got Jack Nicholson, you've got Heath Ledger, um, you've got these people who have been critically acclaimed for playing the Joker, and he thought, oh, like I don't want to go up against that. Um, but he obviously read the script, and uh, Todd Phillips really wanted him in the role, so they got him in. Um, yeah. Are you looking at me? I'm asking the question, all right? Okay. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. I, I can go into well, casting it? as well, other cast that are in the film. Well, okay, we, you've got Todd directing it um, and, and Phoenix portraying um, the joke. He said he lost a lot of weight for it. Yeah, £52 um, pounds for the role. 
Did he, he won an Oscar for it? He did, he won Best Actor for it. Actor. Rightly so, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he does depict, um, well, describe his character in it. Um, character, the character's name in We'll in, go into the back. Yeah, so he's... Okay, so his, his name is Arthur Fleck, uh, the man who would become the Joker. He lives with his mother in Gotham City, which at this time is extremely impoverished, run down. Strikes, garbage strikes, lots of garbage. Yes, um, rife with crime and unemployment. One of the first scenes of the film we see is um, Arthur. He is a... He has a really like, low-paid kind of almost humiliating job um dressing as a clown um, and advertising the local business apologies it's but it's meant to look it's meant to look like it's a horrible job well he's, um, he's mocked he's, a lot isn't he and ridiculed and things like that as well isn't he and he's kids beat him up and stuff yeah that very the very opening scene is of him being beaten up by a group of kids after they steal his sign um so he he's trying to get by but he also he's a party clown so he gets hired for events uh, and things like that but he also wants to be a stand-up comedian um but you learn quite early on that the kind of jokes he makes are very dark they're they're not funny at all he has a weird twisted sense of humor um as well as having a condition where he laughs at inappropriate moments he laughs at things that are not funny and he actually has to carry cards with him that he gives to people in public where he's like, I'm sorry for laughing, I have a condition. Um, well, brought about, we, we suspect, from childhood abuse. Yeah, you get glimpses into his childhood, he definitely didn't have a happy childhood. He's still living with his mother, but she's also shown to be unstable. Um, and throughout the film, uh, we follow Arthur kind of on his journey to be a stand-up comedian, that's what he wants to do. But we also see kind of the, the day-to-day, he goes to therapy sessions, um, where his his therapist actually just kind of talks over him and he says you're not really listening to me no one ever listens to me no one notices me and he he says the ominous um, but they will um, but at the time I think he just means genuinely going into stand up comedy but obviously by the end of the film that's there's a lot of a darker it does, the, 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 the lines of re- reality are blurred somewhat. but you do empathise with him you do feel sorry for him you do definitely you know you can see he's a tortured soul. Yeah, um, he, you know, he's just trying to get by and life has dealt him this horrendous hand. He's his, mother, his mother has links to, what's the... Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. Yeah, there's a bit of a backstory there um, where he, he finds out that she was admitted while he was a young child and it's something that she obviously kept from him um, or he, he simply has blocked it out, doesn't remember um, and his childhood was very unhappy. So he realises that a lot of the things his mother talks about throughout the film, they're things that never happened or they're, they're, things, that, they're things that she simply imagined. She's not well at all. Um, and, and neither is he, um, you come to realise. You realise by the end of the film he's not the reliable narrator that you would think that he is. And um, he has a, um, a fixation on one of his neighbours as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, it's not... We, we, we're led to believe. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't say too much on that. Well, no, we're, we're, we're led, led to, to believe. believe in a relationship. His feelings are reciprocated. Yeah, we're led to believe that they have far more interactions than we than they ever do, um, and that's um, Zazy or Zazie. I don't know say her name. Zazie Beats. She's been in a few films in the last um, couple of years, but nothing that I've ever seen. Um, but she's, you know, she's meant to be a form of comfort to him. 
Um, and I think that's where that's why he goes to that place and makes her so, seem important. So the main story arc is is him getting a slot on his favourite TV show, hosted yes. by Murray Franklin TV by show, which is Robert De Niro. And all I've got in my notes is we know who De Niro is. I've talked about him enough in the Goodfellas podcast. We know who Robert De Niro is. Um, and yes, yeah, so... He plays a church show host. Yes, it's a actually... A famous church show host. Yes, and it's kind of a... Um, it's a throwback to De Niro's role in King of Comedy. It's a little bit like that. Um, if people have seen that film. Um, so yeah, again, Arthur dreams of being on the show and he dreams what it would be like to be selected from the audience by Murray and to actually um, speak to him. And um, there's one moment where he imagines that Murray says to him, like, oh, if I had a kid, I'd love a kid like you. And it's obviously, he's, he's missing that dad figure in his life and he looks to Murray Franklin for that. And he gets um, his lot there, doesn't he, as a consequence of someone yeah. filming, filming a, 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 um, a guest a spot he did in a like, local comedy club. Yeah. Basement comedy club, which yeah. which was filmed and then became viral because of how bad it was. Yeah, poorly received. It's that Bob Bob Monkhouse joke that he says like, oh, um, I was going to be a stand-up comedian. People used to laugh at me. They're not laughing now. And you know, Mari Franklin. He you know he's a chat show host, but he's sort of like, mm, yeah, they're, they're definitely not. Maybe find another career path. Um, but he does get the call and he does eventually go on, on the show. So he does achieve his lifelong dream. <laughs> it just doesn't turn out exactly the way he imagined. No. Not at um, all. Yeah, who else is in there? I was part of them too, of note. Um. Um, well, other than Frances Conroy as, as um, Arthur's mother, um, the other notable character, I suppose, is Thomas Wayne is in it, who's played by Brett Cullen. And he is Bruce Wayne's father. And there's, do Bruce Wayne and I can't remember and the Joker actually meet? Yes, so only briefly. So the link here is that Penny used to work for Penny. Thomas Wayne's family, Penny. the mum, okay. Arthur's mum, and she used to work for the family. So um, it's implied that she worked there and um, and they had this really good, like you know, she had a good working relationship with them and she worked for the family. And when um, Arthur's kind of digging through his past and he realises a lot about his mother. He goes to Wayne Manor um, and Bruce is standing on the other side of the gate and um, as his role is like a, a bit of a clown, Arthur starts doing little magic tricks and things, trying to like make the boy smile um, and that doesn't last very long. He's, he's told to leave um, pretty quickly because, you know, he's a strange man who's turned up at the, at the house and he's demanding to speak to Thomas Wayne who at this point is running for mayor of Gotham. Like, you know, they just don't need that bad press, anyone turning up trying to, you know, say anything about what's happened in the past, shall we say? Okay. Um, so that link is so that link is important. Um other than that, no major cast really to speak about. It's not a film with loads of people in it. Okay, is it like can you compare it to in style you know, stylistically, can you compare it to any other films? Is it you know, you've not watched a lot of um, um, Marvel comics or DC comic no. films. No. Um, but since Sin City, it kind of depicts a similar setting to Sin City, obviously slightly differently. Um, but it is very dark. It is... There's no light in it. There's no... No. Um, but stylistically, I think it's... I remember it being visually quite an impressive film also. 
Yeah, I think so. There's there's an interest like use of um, colour because Gotham is supposed to be like the, the this dark city where you know people's dreams die. You don't you don't get anywhere in life. But as Arthur becomes more like the the Joker that he is supposed to be, um, the use of colour like again the use of red is quite important. That iconic jacket that he wears as the Joker. Um, and you know, it is a it is a gory film. There are there are deaths involved. There's blood, um, things like that. Doesn't shy away from it. Um, is it a fifteen or an eighteen? I think it was a fifteen in cinemas. I know the DVD says eighteen, but I think that might be for the states or something else. I don't know. But I think it was a fifteen when we saw it in it's cinemas. Borderline, I'd say. I'd be a little bit reluctant to show my fourteen-year-old this film. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and that stems. A lot of the violence stems from the riots that people um, take on because um, as Arthur goes through his life he realises that you know he is poor and there are rich people out there who will continue to mock him and ridicule him and he isn't going to get anywhere and that's the feel of the city the rich don't care um, and the poor are just left to fend for themselves and that's why these riots happen and the rioters take on um, the face of the clown because of murders that happen um, and the person will was dressed as a clown and so they take that as their inspiration um, which is partly where the inspiration for Joker in his final form comes from Okay, um, what else have you got on your copious notes? I mean not not too much um, because yeah. I don't want to well because I don't want to give away the storyline it's hard to talk about it without giving away too much um, I would just say that um, the film won Oscars for best actor for Phoenix um, and best original score the soundtrack is great there is the iconic scene of um arthur dressed as the joker for the first time fully and he's dancing on the stairs um, on his way to the murray franklin show um, and that That's steps outside yeah sorry they're stairs in the bronx new york they've now become a tourist attraction sorry steps stairs um they've now become a tourist attraction because that's become a bit of an iconic scene um but other than that, it was nominated in most other categories that it could be nominated for, like director, adapted screenplay, cinematography, costume, editing. Um, it didn't win anything else, but I think everyone What's tipped. What's it up against? Oh God, um, 1917 it went up against. It went up against, oh, we talked about this so many times because we talked about 1917, so I've talked about the films that it would have gone up against. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know. I just remember 1917, and um, the Irishman, it would have gone up against. I don't know, you're the expert. I mean, I can Google the list. Yeah. <laughs> right, great. So, anyone who has made it this far is thinking, well, she's not that well prepared, is she? Well, I am prepared, but normally we don't talk about these things. I just go through what I've written down <laughs> and we take it as it is. So, everything you know is written down? Well, most things, because I could talk about it more, but I don't want to spoil it. Oh, Parasite, of course, that one, best picture. Um, Ford versus Ferrari, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Marriage Story, blah, 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 blah. There's loads of films that it went up against. There's loads of films that it went up against. Okay, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> there's loads of films that it went up against. Um, okay, well, the, you've got the, trivia then. What, what trivia have you got for it? Well, I've kind of gone through it, but the other thing oh. I was going to say was... Um, the laugh that the Joker does, um, that it's a it's a creepy, terrifying laugh, but it's also childish. There's something quite innocent about it as well. It's really hard, like um, Phoenix said, it, it, 
he wanted the laugh to make the character something that they couldn't identify with him. They didn't want the audience to necessarily identify with Arthur Fleck um, as the Joker because it's not necessarily about getting sympathy for him because what he does is in the film a lot of it is unforgivable and it's stuff that you know now you understand why Batman fights the Joker but then a lot of people have said well Batman is um, commended for his heroism and for getting rid of the bad guys but when you look at the Joker's life you know is he too just trying to get rid of the bad guys but to him the bad guys are different people who Bruce Wayne would be you know I mean obviously Bruce Wayne's parents die um, spoiler alert if you've never seen Batman um, and that plays a part in the film as well and while that might not necessarily be down to the Joker directly it's this um, that's one of the critiques is like well how can we maybe um, say that what the Joker's doing is completely wrong based on his upbringing but some people are saying he's a villain we need to let him be the villain yeah um, you, you can't there's only so far you can use someone's childhood as an excuse for yes. acts committed as an adult. Yeah. So you're, you're no more trivia. No, there wasn't there wasn't as much on this film. Right, well you know what's coming next, don't you? Rating it. Yeah, out of five. 4.2. 4.2. I put it above Parasite. And I think it's because I went to this film purely because you wanted to see it. And I don't know if I'd have watched it because I'm not a fan of the comics and I'm not a fan of the the films in general I've never had a desire to watch them I think I would now go back and, and see but as a standalone film not drawing in like questions about the rest of the, the franchise and Batman I think it was I think it was a good film I think Phoenix's performance is fantastic I think the kind of unreliable narrator um, going throughout the film is great um, yeah I, I enjoyed it I mean, that's the thing it's not my it's not my kind of film it's not your cup of tea no so I wouldn't put it as high as something like Goodfellas or something like Vertigo because they are films that I will go back they to time and time again tea. yeah and I think Joker I saw it the second time I saw it for this purpose I don't know when I'd watch it again I think that's why it's got to be a 4.2 now I've seen it twice I yeah. think I think I'm good fine 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 okay right great Okay, you're done on your Joker then. You've covered everything you want to, so you don't... I think so. You don't give me an argument later. No, I think I'm okay. Because I've got a lot of stuff about the storyline, but I don't want to spoil it. Right, don't So, no, I think I think I just say to people, go and watch it, and if you have... I'm assuming if you're a big fan of the Batman movies, you will have already seen it. But I would say, go and read some of the arguments about the Joker film and the interpretations. like you, go and watch the film anyway, because a standalone film is good... Yeah. And I'm actually interested to see how I respond to the Joker in the Batman films now that I've seen this film. Because even though this is an interpretation, this is not directly linked necessarily, um, I wonder how I'll look at the Joker now in those films. Okay, right. We done? I'm done. Awesome. Okay, time for final two questions, I think. So question five. What is the name of Han Solo's ship? Okay, Jenny definitely doesn't know that answer. <laughs> I haven't seen um, Star Wars. I can tell from the facial expression. I can guess, but I don't think it's right. Um, 
was to say that that facial expression was a face for radio, an expression for radio. <laughs> uh, question okay, six. What characters did, did Gary Oldman... No, what character... What? I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> what character did Gary Oldman play in the Harry Potter films? What character did Gary Oldman play in the Harry Potter films? So she's nodding her head at that one. So. I think I know that one. So she's got two out of six, I reckon. That's my... Two out of six? Yeah. Generous. <laughs> okay, right. So uh, moving on to uh, what's coming up this week then? What's coming out? Netflix, DVD, okay. TV, film. Cinemas are opening tomorrow in, in case you're uh, watching this, listening to this live or sh as it's published <laughs> on the Friday, the 4th of July is tomorrow. Cinemas are starting yeah. to open. Yeah. So what films are there? So this is the thing. I had a look at the cinemas. So not all of them are opening on the 4th of July. Um, the Everyman is. I think some of the Odeons are. The Phoenix um, in Highgate isn't. No. <laughs> But you must go to the Phoenix and Highgate when it does open. It's the oh, oldest lovely, cinema in London and it's a charity it in the and it's independent and it needs support. Yeah, and we go and see as many films there as possible. Yeah. Um, it's got one screen, so it's limited, but it's fabulous. So in terms of films coming out, what's happened is a lot of the major um, cinema companies, like I think it's Cine Cineplex or something like that, they have pushed opening back till the end of July to coincide with a couple of films that are being released in August, like Mulan's been pushed back, Tenet's been pushed back, and their films I would talk about nearer the time. So what cinemas are doing is they are reopening and they're not necessarily showing new films, they're actually showing films that were in cinemas when lockdown happened. So now is a great chance to go and see some films that have been out since about December, November, December last year that are being put back in cinemas. <coughs> so I've got a general list for you. So now you can go and see 1917, you can see Parasite, you can see Joker, you can see Jojo Rabbit, you can see Jumanji The Next Level, if you want to. No, sorry, Robert Williams is dead. So I know, it's not the real Jumanji, I know, so I know, and it's, I'm, I'm annoyed that there's a sequel. Well, he's dead, it's not his fault. I know, but still. Um, you can go and see Little Women, which I still haven't seen, and Dark Waters, which I've actually ordered on DVD, it is due at some point this month. Um, we'll talk about that potentially when we've watched it, so I won't go into that, but it's right. based on a true story about an attorney um, who discovers a secret linking to a massive corporation and a large number of unexplained deaths. Sounds fun dark. So it's not, um, not an open water film? No. Like no, you wouldn't like that. It's not a no. Jaws-esque No, it is not. Um, Mark Ruffalo's in that one if you want to see it. What's um, Spotlight? Oh yeah, Spotlight. That's not, I don't think that's out in cinemas, but get it on DVD it's, or it's on Sky Movie somewhere probably. That is a fantastic film that Mark Ruffalo is also in. Um, the last one I've seen is so Onward. What? Sorry? <laughs> the last one I've seen is Onward, which is an animated film, so something for family viewing there. Um, the other thing that I've seen, a couple of cinemas are actually showing Inception because this year is its 10 year anniversary. So you can go and re-watch that in cinemas, which might that? be quite nice that Leonardo DiCaprio. Who else is in it? Don't know, uh, can't remember, saw it when it came out, forgotten. But that would be nice to go and see that again in cinemas if you want to. Um, so nothing new really until August, so I'll leave it on that, but um, even stuff with Netflix and TV is stuff um, that's not necessarily um, coming this week, there's not um, a massive amount, so um, one film that is coming to Netflix is Black Klansman, 
that's coming to Netflix on the 24th of July, which, I know we saw the film in cinema, didn't we? Yeah, it's really good. Really good film. Um, and great for the current kind of climate as well. Um, the other thing that's coming, annoyingly not to Netflix, but I'm assuming it will be on Netflix at some point, but I can find no information. It's coming to a channel called TNT. I think it's on Virgin, maybe Sky. So sorry if you don't have that. I'm sure people will find it online. Um, it might well be on Netflix. I just haven't found it yet. Is the second series of The Alienist, which we actually watched. Set, set in New York in like yes the Victorian end of the Victorian era isn't it like yeah like 1900s or late 1800s yeah and it's got Luke Evans in it it's got Dakota Fanning in it um and they're, they're investigating um kind of these horrible gruesome grisly mm. murders yeah yeah it was really really good like, I was surprised by how much I liked it um so the first episode of this series I think I've just read that it comes out on the 19th of July um, but it's advertised, all I can find was stuff advertised generally for July, but that is something to look out for, which I'm really excited for. Hopefully that is coming to Netflix as well, but can find no information on that as of yet. Anything from you? Have you seen anything on TV at all? <laughs> what, coming up? No, but yeah. we are watching, I don't know, we talk about it, we watched the, we're watching The Woods, is it The Woods, the Polish? Yes. The Polish, we talk about that already. I now? think we mentioned it last week. Right. Um, that's on Netflix. But that's, if not... That's the Woods is a Polish Netflix drama um, about a man who... But just a historic murder that, that wasn't resolved. Yeah, 25 years later, and it's, still it's uncovering resur- what happened. Resurfacing that, it's, it's good. Um, it is really good. What do we, we, what, oh, we finished Killing Eve. Did we do that this week? We talked about that last week. We talked about the finale okay, of Killing Eve. Quite, we've got two episodes of the final season of Ozark to go. Yeah, we've been, we've been slow on that one. Sliding up a bit. And we haven't yeah. watched... And the Sinner on Netflix, we're looking forward to no, season three. No, we are still waiting for that. Um, and I've avoided all spoilers because loads of people have already watched it completely. Um, but we will talk about that as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. Basically, what? it's quite dark viewing. Answers. <laughs> oh, no. Right. <laughs> are you ready? No. In which year was Jaws released? I <laughs> think... The film. <laughs> Not the character from James Bond either. The film. You don't know, I'm, not sure he, I'm not sure he was ever arrested, but you don't know the character Jaws from James Bond. I've never. I've just told you this earlier. I, I'm oh. sorry to offend people. I've never seen a James Bond film all the way through. Sorry. That's why I said I wanted to watch James Bond. Okay. Anyway, um, I think it's 1977. No. Is it not? I'll be honest. <gasps> I, I would have said 1977 as well, but it's 1975. Oh, it came before Star Wars. I see. I know. I knew the first Star Wars came out in 77. I thought it was the same year. Right, question two. Yeah. What was the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture Award at the Oscars? I could make a guess on this one. Well, it will be if you don't know the answer. So, I'm going to go with Snow White. No. No. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that was my second choice. I think Snow White was the earliest animated film, yes, maybe. Yes, feature length. Damn, okay. Who were the two original judges on Great British Bake Off? Um... Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry. Correct. Because I did watch it. So you're one out of three so far. What did you say I was going to get? Two? two. Damn it. Okay. You might get more. What was the name of the Adams family's long haired cousin? It. Cousin It. E. What is the name of Han Solo's ship? Oh, I don't know. Millennium Falcon. Oh. And the final question What character did Gary Oldman play in Harry Potter films? Was it Sirius Black? It was. Sirius <laughs> Thank goodness. So you got three out of six. Okay. So, I'm happy. Average. 
That's fine. So have you average? That? Yeah. Who am I to, who am I to pass? I'll take on? average. Okay. In fairness, I wouldn't have known all six myself. But anyway. You definitely wouldn't have known that. Okay, well there is six answers. <laughs> Finally then, it's just uh, one good, one bad. So it's all up on you and it's, I can't be bothered oh. one good, one bad. Okay. Um, my good for the week would then be... Be Knives Out as just a film to watch and enjoy. It's like a two-hour film. It's easy viewing. It's not too dark. I think it's a great kind of family film. Um, my bad of the week would probably be... Um, oh, that's really difficult. Do I have to have a bad for the week? I actually don't think I do. You want me to have one, don't you? Yeah. Okay, I'll make one. Um, my bad for the week would be... Oh, actually, I know what it would be. Um, it would be Daniel Craig's accent in Knives Out. I just, yeah. It might not be his fault. <laughs> it just sounded, it did sound a bit weird, and the more your daughter pointed it out, the more I, the more it annoyed me. I think if no one had said anything, I'd have, I'd have run with it, but because they do make jokes about his accent in the film. But now I'm thinking, yeah, that was, it was irritating. There you go, that'll do. Okay, um, and, and my, I've got a good, can I have a good? Oh, I've got one. I, I don't know Is it Arsenal I, related? I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but Arsenal won three <laughs> this week, so I was on oh. my TV and film, and that was on the TV. Well, it was, yeah. Okay. Granted, it's not really related, I'm stretching a little bit there, but they won three games, so... At least you're happy. Praise be. That's the main thing. And right. the sun's coming out again. Yeah, and I've... Beautiful. I've, I've had enough of this. It's lunchtime. So moody when you haven't eaten. Yeah. All right. Bye now. Bye.